Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. This content is for informational purposes only. You should not construe any such information or other material as legal, tax, investment, financial or other advice. Nothing contained on here constitutes a solicitation, recommendation, endorsement or offer by Draper Gorenholm or any third-party service provider to buy or sell any securities or other financial instruments whatsoever. Hey everyone, it is me. We are here. Uh, we, Joseph is here too. Say hi, Joseph. Hey, what's up? Boom, boom, boom. We're recording. Good morning, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. I am recording this on the computer now. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Hey, everyone. Boom. All right. It says it's recording. Boom. 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 I am apparently recording. The entire bottle of control. They're all exactly the same. Crypto art. And then what it really is, is an NFT. Wow. How do you want to slap the bag? So this is the next best thing. DeFi is going to be a bubble. It's provably scarce. With Mad Dog. Crypto, gold, and silver. Transparent substance. Take my money, start a war with it. Without further ado. Cheers to you, brother. Get shit done. Because the system has to collapse before that. Cheers, I feel much better now. Cheers. <laughs> wow, that was heavy. Boom. <laughs> We're live. I was starting the chat and then I, I, I was like, it got quiet. Um, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for, for joining me this week. This is going to be a, a, a fun week. I think we got a lot to talk about. Um, but really quickly, before I, I say hi to uh, to my new friends um, and old friends, um, if you're watching on one of the live streams, YouTube or LinkedIn or uh, Twitter, wherever you are, if you go to meet.blockchainbooze.io, you can join in with the community in the chat. You can talk trash about me. You can talk, ask questions uh, about what's going on on stage. And it's super duper duper fun to hang with the community. So uh, feel free to, to join us uh, in, in the chat. Um, welcome. Cheers, guys. Uh, thank you so cheers. much, Jason, for joining me. Cheers, cheers guys. Thanks for having me. So, so, Jason, I've known you for a little while. Let's first, I'd love, Josh, um, I would love for you to introduce yourself. Tell us um, a little bit about yourself and also how you got into the, the board ape uh, yacht club and what's uh, what brought you to it and, and you know how how did you get here? Sure. Yeah, I'm a former tech journalist who switched sides and became a PR flack and I run a, a small communications firm out of New York and then uh, I'm now like deep deep into NFTs trying to trying to look like my ape I guess. Um, so I, you know, I resemblance. <laughs> um, you need to get some contacts. That's the one thing you've got glasses. And I do. I did not get the glasses um, trait, so I, I might need to get some LASIK or something just to <laughs> just to complete the deal. Um, yeah. So let's see. I, my first NFT was probably Crypto Kitties back in the day, and then I got rugged a couple times on some some projects that just like didn't pan out. So I like I took a break during the uh what i call the the long winter and then i came back um bought some top shot last year and that did all right until it 
you know, didn't. And then that kind of dove me back into NFTs um, in, a, in a deep way. And as far as like my ape, you know, I minted, uh, this is Maui Prime. I minted Maui Prime, um, you know, that first night. It was, I think it was a Friday night. They just finished the pre-sale and only like a few hundred had sold. And then I just saw like a couple apes on my people saying like, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm buying this thing called Board Apes. And I saw a couple photos. I was like, that looks cool. So I hopped on, I bought one, I like, tweeted about it, and then I went to bed. And then I woke up, and it was like the world had changed. Um, apparently, while I was sleeping, you know, a bunch of whales came in and just bought them up, and people were like trying to get their MetaMask loaded to get get an ape before like they all sold out at like three in the morning. Um, so I woke up and and was just like, what, what is this thing that I bought? Like, it seems like it's it's like kind of hype right now. So I, I started hosting Twitter spaces and a bunch of us were just on Twitter space all day. It was like Schiller and um, Lance and NFTs Anonymous and, and some other folks. Um, Franklin uh, showed up with a gold ape and we were like, oh my gosh, a gold ape's in the room. So uh, now he's doing all right. <laughs> and it was just a really fun, like that, I think that was like the first days. And, and then we hopped in the clubhouse and the founder stopped by clubhouse at some point And then people were like, just like, making ape sounds and and it was just like a wild time um around the clock and that was like the the kickoff to the community i think where we just started to set like what it meant to be an ape and um you know for me it stood for like positivity and creativity like you know family support and having some fun and like just not taking things too seriously but believing in nfts in the future so we, um, I was like, oh, I just minted that transaction on, on Proof of Beauty and it was like 101 days ago or something. I was looking at the ether scan. So 100 days of, of, of being ape. Um, and it's been, a, it's been a blast. Just, just truly a, a fun time. So That's glad to so be here. Cool. That's so cool. Uh, before we jump in, Jason, um, you, you know, you were, came around LA blockchain summit or back then we called it CIS crypto invest summit years ago. And we met there and we hung out, uh, in, in SoCal and you came out to a few of the events, um, and, and been a part of the, the, the crypto community for, for a long time too. And, you know, I was watching you, uh, uh, share all of this content from the from the ape community and i was watching on twitter and i remember going like man but an ape it's like it's like an eth or almost an eth that's a lot that's crazy i can't buy this thing right now but it was so cool i was so jealous and then uh you know and then i'm watching it gets to like two e three ETH, and somewhere around there i was dming you at night i was like you know i'm gonna do it and moving shit around trying to figure out how i could buy an ape and uh uh and I found the one that literally, like, I remember, like, going down the list of, like, the, the, the sort of floor and going from price to low to high. And, I, like, you know, after, like, three or four rows, all of a sudden I came across one. I was like, holy shit, that guy looks like me. And so I had to buy it. Um, and I, I even had the shirt, you know, uh, and everything. So it, it was it was hilarious. But you got me into it. But I want give give the, the crowd your background and, of course, plug the boring show that you do uh, and everything everything else. yeah dude thanks i'm just happy that you uh became an addition to the community because it's a fantastic addition just having more fun connected people uh i think i met you back in 2017 when i was uh coin stories and my my alias was jay sweeps, uh, jay sweeps. 
uh, I don't know where that even came from. It just came out of my mouth one day and I went with it. But uh, flash forward to uh, NFTs and the apes on May 1st, man, I honestly see and this is the power of community, right? Like I'm on Twitter constantly and I saw a lot of people who I connect with, who I respect in the space. I saw them changing their profile pictures all, all at once, it seemed uh to these really cool ape avatars and i went wow what's that like i've missed out on so many because i didn't have the ether or i was hesitant to put you know 250 bucks on an nft i thought oh that sounds like a lot i just happened to literally have like at that point i don't know maybe 1200 bucks a thousand bucks in my in my metamask and that came up and i was like you know what i'm gonna mint four i'm gonna go for it and i went crazy and to me i was like no big deal if i if this becomes nothing i like the art I love it. Yeah. Like it was worth each image was worth at least 300 bucks to me as you know, like as what it was never in a million years did I realize it was going to be what it was. I didn't know that you had the rights to your IP until I only had one ape left. I didn't realize that. That's I just nice. thought, I just thought this is cool. I want my brother to be in it. So I gave him one. I traded two away for metaverse lands, but also with people that I'm still like communally connected with, you know, and it was more just like, this is too cool. It's too much fun. Let's have other people come in the community. And like you said, you saw me having fun and you wanted to join, you know? And well, I'm, I'm, I got, I got, I liked the art right away. I was jealous of like, like uh, uh, we talked today to uh, Ape Soul Rose. I'm, I was jealous of the, of the leather jacket crew. Uh, you know, I just thought the art was cool. And people who, who watch blockchain and booze know that I'm in, into NFTs. I got my kids minting NFTs. I'm just super into it. But like I, you know, something with the 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 board ape uh, gang, you know, the, the yacht club. I just was like just stoked on on like like you were saying, people, all their friends were changing their profile pictures, and I was like, shit, I want one of these. I don't want it to become like like crypto punks also, where I get priced out and that's like just impossible. Like you can't justify it. But like even right. now, actually, somebody asked me a question today. And, and we should throw it in here. It was in the, uh, the Telegram um, for uh, Blockchain Booze, which is mostly dead and just like a few of our friends are in there. And, uh, but they, they, they pinged me and they were like, you know, it's too expensive now. And it's how do you guys feel about that? Or is there other groups and things? Because like for most of our friends and people, they're, they're priced out now. I mean, our apes are worth more than any car I've ever owned. Like it's kind of fucking crazy, right? Like, so how, how do we do it? Make it more inclusive, right? Off, you're welcome for taking my. Yeah, dude, I, I owe you so hard. Uh, no, and, and it's really interesting because, like, when I traded mine away, they were all worth a thousand dollars, right? And I got a thousand dollars worth of value. Never in a million years, bro. Like the the power of this community has expanded because all of us decided it was worth it. And why would anyone spend so much money on it? We were talking with one of your friends who said, you know, he bought three or four of them recently. I think that was like six figures for those. Dude, yeah. So yeah. why would someone come in with that much of a, of a buy, right? Because they understand the power of the IP and they might have a marketing budget. This is the next level, right? Like it really might be the next level of like, who's going to be entering is people who understand that marketing budgets of let's say $40,000 that might be a steal to own the IP of something that you could blow up with a, such a fantastic association. Like yeah, we're I, I, I know, like, like there, I think, I think you're right in some respects, but like, there's also, I don't know. Somebody can just, if somebody could just buy in and instantly get like the street cred with the community, 
it might be cool and hip to the rest of the world, right? Like, I guess like Dogecoin is kind of like that. Nobody owns the IP. So like brands have started to grab it and do some cool things and go like, kind of like, you know, do some, some Dogecoin shit. But like this, you actually own the actual ape and the art and, you know, IP. I think, uh, I, I don't know, like it's definitely from a collector's item and, and maybe the, the IP too. Um, I'll give you from know, this now, thinking out loud. What, what do you guys think of that? I'll give you from this perspective. I have offered my, I've been hosting Twitter spaces, right? Where I've offered my ape, which I own the IP of, to any artist in the room to make a variant. And I've allowed them to send it to me once they've created a variant. I mint it and I sell it and I split it. Most of the time, these are people in impoverished parts of the world where 300, 500, 1,000 bucks just, you know, gifted to them. They created an image is a fantastic amount of money. So like that's something that I've been doing often, just using my IP to help someone like, I sent someone in India today, point one, you know, and like yeah. point one Ethereum is three, four hundred bucks right now. Yeah. That may not seem like a lot to someone in a first uh, world, but someone who might not have the easiest life path, this is beautiful. And now I have that opportunity because an IP I own, like that was the thing that made me realize, okay, this is the new gold standard for NFTs. And we see that with every other project yeah. coming out going like, oh, you own the IP. Well, why? Well, because have the gold standard. Have we asked a lawyer what the what the the you know legal implications are of that in terms of like you know I have custody of something in my wallet so I assume it, you know if somebody else doesn't claim to own the IP then I guess you know and they that person told me I own it then I own it and I, you know I would assume so and that's what a rational human being would would do but lawyers fuck shit up and 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 maybe not lawyers but regulators and whatever so. What I'm thinking, though, is like, for example, Mintable is probably the only um, uh, NFT platform that I know of that like allows you to create like checkbox style. I agree, like and actually when you buy a certain thing, you're agreeing to some terms. But once I send it to you or once you buy it from me on OpenSea or something like that, do you actually have the rights like from a legal standpoint or are we just assuming that and doing it in good faith because like, that makes perfect sense like because they told us <laughs> we own the rights right like i'm wondering if some lawyer would be like actually if those people like the people who created the art wanted to sue you later but, you know I, it's probably bullshit but like it wouldn't stand up but i'm just wondering has any lawyers had these conversations yeah well there was a there were a couple conversations that happened so i don't know if you remember but like maybe a month month and a half ago um someone burned an artist a performance artist burned their ape and after they burn their ape, so, you know, burning for, you know, for those who don't know, is like you send your NFT to a wallet that's unretrievable. And so basically it becomes lost forever. And, um, or you do something with the contract. Yeah, you can actually, it- yeah, you can actually initiate a burn with the contract if it was set up properly to actually just make that token disappear. Yeah. <laughs> Poof. Um, so, you know, there's, there's different ways to do it. Um, and, and I actually forgot. I think they sent to a burn wall but i i forget if they actually did the full like contract self-destruct but um so that artist then started printing uh minting derivatives of that ape that no longer existed and or at least existed somewhere else that was definitely not in their wallet and there was a claim against it to remove that and it was a big you know a lot of people were on either side of the fence they felt like okay should Board Ape Yacht Club, the brand, be enforcing that. But they obviously have intellectual property they have to protect. 
but then on their website in their terms they've they've assigned the 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 rights um yeah. to the intellectual property of your specific ape and they've done some clarifications in discord on what that means in terms of like you know like uh jason's ape has b-a-y-c like on it with like the um the merch hat some of them have like logos and things and so what does it mean to be able to like do you have the rights to that hat what does that you know how does that all play out um and i you know i think what we kind of decided as a community was like well we were pretty sure that the artist didn't have the rights because they had gotten rid of the eight yeah um that's yeah yeah, but then obviously, like, if it's burned or where is it sitting, you know, like, I think some some NFT lawyers were weighing in and saying, like, well, then the rights should fall back on the uh, the original IP owner. Um, so then BAYC would protect it. But I think, like, you know, it's tricky because my understanding of, of how all the copyright and, and trademark stuff work is that you have to enforce it for it to be valid. And so, like, we actually need BAYC to protect the broader club and, and, and the, the, the whole collection um but then it's also up to individual apes you know like open c will listen to individual claims if someone if someone does a derivative unapproved derivative of my ape i can go in and file a complaint yeah and and, and they'll listen to to me as the owner or they'll listen to bayc they won't listen like if i'm an ape and i'm claiming yeah. someone else's ape like yeah that's unapproved like yeah they have no way of knowing that so it really comes down to like how do I protect my IP and then how's BAYC kind of protected at large? So, you know, as far as like, is the contract ironclad? Um, probably not. Yeah. I actually saw a project, um, today. Um, so began punks like these, uh, bastard GAN punks. Um, they let you write your own license on chain for your specific began punk. So you could actually, um like you can do contracts or and say yeah uh public domain or you could say like i allow this dao to have permission to to use this vegan punk um you either like you could put poetry in there if you want you know obviously you can do whatever you want in that and that's very punk um so that's we're kind cool. of somewhere somewhere back from there where it's just like uh we own the intellectual property to our specific instance of an ape but as far as what that means like it's kind of like if you see it you you know it yeah um, yeah and i think that like what'll be interesting is like what at what point do uh you know because i can create my own contract on on some site and into whatever the hell i want and it can be a derivative copycat whatever and i'm breaking the law and nobody will stop it nobody will remove it unless you know i don't know law enforcement knocked on my door but if i was some random uh, uh anonymous person or in another country whatever probably nothing could ever come of it. But if you're uh, somebody doing something meaningful and making meaningful money in, in uh, a developed country, it probably can be uh, enforced, right? Like, in, and there's legal implications of, of taking someone's IP and using it. And, and like you said, there's like the DMCA or whatever for music and, and videos and shit like that. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. Like somebody almost needs to do it on purpose well, so and like, they're, they're, you, you have, put it through the legal system and get that like clarification for on, on like the, on like the street level of like Twitter, the street that Twitter street level. Uh, there's been some artists who have like reappropriated uh, the apes that don't belong to them, and they've jumped into Twitter spaces. And what ends up happening is they get gobbled up by the community. Uh, yeah. It's a matter of respect, really, is, yeah. is what it comes down to because 
when someone is willing to invest a certain amount of money and declare that this NFT is a variant of themselves, right? Like I own this as a variant of Jason, the person, I call it Jason the ape. I relate to it so much that I'm not willing to sell this for any particular amount of money. So if I see someone come up with my avatar, it becomes a question of like, are they doing it to pay uh, respect to my brand and help me grow? Or are they doing it out of a way to kind of uh, like hijack my credibility? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it becomes a very interesting conversation because I've seen that before where this new artist who was coming up took uh, NFT's anonymous ape uh, and or his uh, rather his uh, crypto punk and put it up as his own. And that became a very controversial like, man, this is a matter of respect in this space. And so I think a lot of people forget that when you're in the crypto sphere, the NFT space, it's a very condensed small space still. So even at 30, 40, 50,000 OpenSea wallets, most all of them are available to talk to you on Twitter. So you kind of have to tread lightly in this space right now, because as much as we hear all these matters of uh, being open and forthright with who you are and what your project is about, right? We saw that with the uh, the Fame Lady Squad, right, today? Yeah. Realistically, like you have to be as vulnerable and open as you can while still protecting your self-identity as a person because these are assets. I don't want to tell you where I live and where I am, but I still want to be a participant in the community. So it's very hard balance. Oh, totally. I think it's something that's been a part of the crypto community from the beginning, right? Especially like what's really funny is uh, I always joke about this, but like I remember having our conferences and certain things and people would like, you know, it was never a problem at our events or anything like that, but I remember going to other events and like, People, a few people in the the Bitcoin and super hardcore crypto community, like let's say five six years ago, would get shit going into certain buildings or into certain conferences wearing masks because they wanted to cover their faces because like they were like you know I want to stay anonymous whatever but I want to participate in the community and even their profile pictures would sometimes have masks and there's just like these people that would be into it. Some oh, of those same okay. people are the sort of people that are like anti being forced to wear a mask now, which is funny because. But I get where they are. It's just a funny juxtaposition. But in general, um, people want to be able to stay anonymous and stuff like that. But at the same time, we saw a couple things in the last few days of, of anonymous founders being uh, not honest about who they were and who they are. And uh, some of our friends even got shit because they like retweeted their tweets, not knowing that they were being lied to. Right. So like at what point do we have to say, like, you know what? We're not gonna support a uh, 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 the next fame lady squad unless there is a uh, uh, unless there is a an AMA with the founders, so we know that they're real people. Or somehow, like you know, Jason, who we trust, promises that he had a Zoom call with them and they verified that they're real. Like, like there needs to be some verification, right? Because so to tell people who are watching who, who might not know fame lady squad which was a very cool i actually mentioned them a few times in the previous um uh, blockchain booze events and i talked oh, about wow. i actually did a giveaway of one of them because my daughter bought a bunch and she was super into it right and um, and and it turns out it was a, it was a few dudes who were totally lying and uh, apparently today they, they fessed up to it or something um uh, josh and jason maybe know a little more about that but in general it was you know you can, I would yeah, say, that's uh, it's not who they say they were. They, they 
pretended to be someone they weren't because they wanted to take advantage of the community's willingness or, or wanting to, to support women or, or a women-led project. And, and they, they kind of fucked up and they, they well, not kind of, they really fucked up. It was not cool to pretend you're someone you're not, right? Um, in, in this space, you know, there's too know. many good fake actors. And it's unfortunate because this is something that we've talked about since 2016, Alon, when we were in the initial crypto ICO bubble. And it, it, it's no different. Um, there's a lot of people who are going to promise you the moon and you just have to do your own research and you have to lean into it as much as you can. And I can tell you guys with all honesty, there was people who initially uh, told me from day one, hey, I don't get a good vibe about these fame lady squad. I think it might be actually a male team pretending to be females. Uh, and I actually responded with, well, hey, someone in their Twitter spaces said, hey, they're going to meet them in Paris, you know, and they kept giving excuses, excuses. But reality is there was Reminds already of like those weird old school, like I'm buying something on, on Craigslist kind of shit, right? Oh, no. <laughs> it's but the, the whole point is like, you got to lean into the community vibe. So like day one, I had people telling me, Hey, I think this is a team of guys. And I went, no, nah, I don't know. I have a, I minted 18 of them personally. I like the concept. My girlfriend oh, came to cool. me. I super called my cool. daughter in the room. I was like, you got to check this out. She was stoked. We bought a, too many like we bought a lot and because it was such a cool idea it's unfortunate because it's not uh fair to the people who genuinely participated because they understood and felt that they were helping a cause right so the fact that there was a team of males who lied to the community and leaned into leveraging an opportunity that's really unfortunate because that's going to drive a lot of people away but at the same time, that's going to show people that they really have to do their own research and really get into like, how do you determine what is a reliable team? How do you determine who you can give your money to and actually trust that they're doing something beneficial for whatever it is that they say they're going to do, you know? So yeah. And they were churning out so many of these derivative things that just dilute the real people and the good projects. And they were just totally yeah. money grab, right? Like it was, it was like egregious. If it was like they did one project and they did it really well and they were like supporting the community and building and building and building, but they lied still, it would be totally screwed up, but they were like, did like, it was like 10 projects or something, right? Like it was crazy. Like a bunch yeah, of, I think it was at least like five. Yeah, I mean, I think there's still room for anonymity in crypto and the NFT space, um, but we can still have, like, trust as part of anonymity, right? Like, because, and that's something that, like, NFTs could actually help is, like, you know, you, you can verify the blockchain and you can kind of, like, write to your um, the blockchain, like, this is my Twitter account or something. And then we yeah. know, like, okay, that, that ape or that punk or whoever, like, that's you. Um and I don't have to know your, you know, I have there's to talk also, your, yeah, there's going to be trusted intermediaries, right? Like there's certain yeah. people that are in the community, like Jason, you've been here for years, Josh, I just met you, but you know, you've been here for a while. I've been very public in the community for as soon as I joined. And, you know, I think a few of us or certain ones of us would put our names on the line, maybe not in terms of like, you know, saying this person's the greatest person in the world, but saying, I had a zoom call, this person, a real person, <laughs> you know, like, there's some things like that, like uh, yeah. where people can stay anonymous, but there can be, you know, like there's all of these crypto projects, like, you know, I'm talking about DeFi projects and things like that, where people try to stay anonymous or pseudo anonymous or whatever. 
but they still get investors in their company. They still have some foot in the real world or whatever. And there's just a trust amongst those investors and people that they're not going to dox each other or whatever, but like they, they at least can verify the people that are willing to be public can verify for the others. I almost feel like that's, that's a, um, uh, I think that's, that's an important, uh, you know, thing that can happen i think well, you're gonna see a lot of like odd responses now like over responses from projects where they're gonna start to just shove their community in front of everyone else because it is important to be like hey we're visible this is who we are this is what we're doing with your money because a lot of people don't realize that nft projects are very similar to icos back in the day where it was a lot of promises it was a lot of hey give us this money and we can deliver xyz as soon as you give us this amount of money we can start working and I don't think a lot of people understand that they get excited and they go, Oh, this project has all these deliverables already set up. Well, it's also, it's easy. To, it's, yeah. But they also fake engagement. And then sometimes there's real engagement. And like, you know, we always used to joke in the crowdfunding world that nothing attracts a crowd more than a crowd, but there's a bunch of FOMO. There's a bunch of whatever. And then you're sitting there and like, you know, I think that, some of us, right, will uh, participate for the sort of uh, 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 educational potential, whatever kind of reason we might participate in, knowing that there's a chance in some of these that that shit is is messed up. But like, I think that it's not fair to to ninety percent of the community who who goes full in trustworthy, you know, trusting and and also it's you know it's something that I learned, right? So even when I trust something, I don't go and like all in on it, right? I'll go and I'll try and be a little bit, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, moderate myself. I'll, I'll, you know, buy 10 of the, of the NFT drop and not like 50, like I want to, because I know there is a potential. It doesn't happen the way I want. There's a potential. It's not worth anything. And I'm only doing it because I think it's cool art. And then, you know, for the other ones that might be something that is shady or I don't understand, I'll buy a small amount if I like it and think that there's potential for the chance that it's a good project or whatever, right? It's kind of like airdrops and I'm gonna go into throwing myself under a bus in a second, but it's kind of like airdrops, right? There's been so many really awesome projects and things that have been airdropped, but a vast majority of airdrops are complete crap, right? And, and I can look at my you know, wallet on, on uh, on Etherscan, and there's a hundred tokens that are worthless and pointless, and I never asked for. And then I look on Zerion, which does a better job of filtering, and there's still, when you go below the fold, there's still a bunch of projects there that are worthless and pointless, and, and I never asked for. But there is, you know, if I go and I go, oh shit, that that Uniswap airdrop, or or here's one I didn't ask for, Meta Factory. I got a robot airdrop from Meta Factory because I participated in something in the community, had nothing to do with me, and it's a really cool airdrop, and I'm really glad I got it, and I participated in that community because I got the airdrop. Now, nice. I would have never got that if I was opting in, right? So, so where I'm getting at and I'm about to go to is I did the airdrop to the ape community of, uh, of the, uh, the, the graphic and the banner for this uh, event. Actually, I'm gonna get up right now really quick and grab something. Uh, it's not Josh that I'm pointing at, it's Alon. Here's the drawing my daughter made and then the note that I wrote in the unlockable content that was hard to find that I'll, I'll share again. But I like wrote a note to everyone saying, hey, I think this is kind of spammy, but I wanted to experiment and learn because I've been actually 
wanting to do an airdrop on Matic and failing miserably for the last few weeks. And then I uh, got it to work for this one, which was pretty fun. Um, but I asked Josh and I asked Jason and Josh said, I think it's spammy. Jason was on the fence, but still saying it's kind of spammy. And late one night while talking to a friend, I did it anyway. And, you know, it, it opened up this can of worms where certain members of the community were like, this is a bit intrusive. This is like you airdrop something to me without my permission. And I kind of get that. But then I would say nine out of 10 messages I got in my DMs or, or publicly or wherever were super positive, stoked that, that I dropped them something. Because I'm going to try to, uh, I promised everyone, any one of you who got that, by the way, we meet in person at our event, at one of Jason's meetups, uh, once I start venturing out post-COVID, and, and all of this stuff. I promise I'm buying you a beer or a drink. Uh, that I, I will, if, if I don't live up to that promise, I hope you put me in a headlock, take a selfie. Yeah, so like on Twitter. Um, yeah, you have my permission, but I, I'm doing it. And I think, though, that, that the, I tried to create some value, but also experiment, right? And a lot of people opened up this can of worms of like, hey, shouldn't we have the ability to opt in to airdrops and stuff like that? And I wish there was that ability, but by default, by definition, especially on Ethereum, our wallets are all transparent. Everyone can see who's participated in what things, and it's kind of a part of the, the game. So I think it's an easy fix from a user experience standpoint for, for a Xerion or a uh, OpenSea, for example, to have a simple UI button that just goes hide NFT if you got some crap. And or well, if, you think, if you think my my shameless plug kind of promotion thing was crap, hide it. Uh, I know that we can burn it really easily on Matic because it was a Matic airdrop and, and it costs almost nothing. But would love your opinions. Get, you know, Josh advised me against it, so I want to make it clear too. So everyone who's who who doesn't like it, Josh and Jason told me not to do it. That I should think of a way for people to redeem it. Just FYI, I want to take take the fall. But I'm also. I'm scared that if we say, hey, best practices is to opt in. Best practices is to ask the community. Don't do it without asking. We're going to almost scare the good projects or the, the things that have the potential to be some epic, cool stuff from participating because they're the good people who don't want to step on toes, right? I almost didn't do it, but in the last minute I did, maybe because it was a late night and I wasn't really thinking it through. And I was on texting with a friend who was like, dude, go, go, bro. And I did a Twitter poll and like 60 people said, do it. Right. So like, but like, you know, 60 people out of 4,000 is not that fair. <laughs> me I should do it. So, hey, um, so, but like in general, I, I feel like we might scare the good people away from doing an airdrop because they'll be scared that like some loud community members would give them shit and rightfully so in some respects. Um, but then also the spammers won't give a crap. They actually don't care what the community members say. So they're going to do it anyway. So essentially we're keeping ourselves open to spammers. And then, and then scaring away the good projects or the people wanting to do epic, cool things. Because in on Ethereum, the only thing that stopped airdrops from happening as regularly as they did were the gas fees being so expensive. The second, then it is switched over to redeeming the tokens and whatever and doing things like that, right? And then people could opt in. But it would still be happening if gas wasn't so expensive. And I would assume in six months and a year, if everyone gets their shit together and ETH2 happens the way it does, or utilizing Matic, um, it'll continue to happen more often now. And wh whether it's me doing something in a good spirited way, and I'm public, so I don't really like, you can call me a spammer, you can give me shit, but I'm here. 
I was here five years ago. I'm going to be here five years from now. So like, tell me I have bad intentions. I'm fully confident in my good intentions. We're good. But like, so it doesn't like offend me, right? Well, I'll debate everyone. But I, I would love to, to hear, you know, um, everyone else. And, and uh, I, got, uh, I got a few people in the chat. Uh, I'd love to give opinions in the chat. But, but Josh, what do you think? Did I, did I overstep my bounds? Should I not have done it? I know you told me in the beginning not to. I'm, I'm like, I've I had a roller coaster. Like the morning, yeah. I was pissed at myself. Like, Why did I do that? And then the next day, I was like, that was still cool, you know. So I don't know. Well, props to you for figuring it out, because, because, uh, you know, airdropping at scale is not easy, and especially on Matic, which is um, uh, still getting its footing. I mean, it's, yeah, it's an incredible it was, network. It was so. sketchy in some ways, and it would have been much easier on Ethereum, but it would have cost me like a million dollars on Ethereum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and like, I think Ethereum for a long time, like even like the, I guess the like proof of work, proof of stake, like those are meant, like there's incentives to pre prevent like the network from being spammed and to like, um, to encourage good actors and to make things prohibitive where they, where they, would be, I, you know, I think I, as a marketer, like I look back at the can spam act and things like that and what needed to happen for us for email or robocalls. And I think like in some ways, like wallet is the next frontier for that. Um, and so I, I do think we, we have an obligation as, as uh, promoters to, to think about how do we, how are we responsible with, with, um, with people's, um, methods of contact or their own or their own possessions and their own um their wallets and I, I think what i saw is like people have different they treat their wallets differently it's a very personal thing some people like yeah. keep it really clean they get a little anal about things getting out of order they hide things that they don't want so open c and rarible i think have have hide things and you can go in and like you, you buy a project and you're like shoot this is dumb like i'm gonna hide that one um or you get airdrop you actually weren't the first um there was a zed tournament that coming up Saturday that did a, an airdrop to like all stables or something with, with, um, um, with horses or like, you know, all wallets with Z horses in them. Um, pretty much all of them got this flyer to like enter this tournament and, and, um, you know, so I, so I think that was kind of in people's mind too, is like, okay, someday, like, are we going to get a hundred of these or a thousand, you know? Um, and I think what we may end up seeing is, excuse me, like we may end up having like a, like almost like a public wallet and a private wallet. Yeah. Um, well, I think I know that'll be challenging. People, I would assume what you should do just from experience of crypto and being a part of the community for a long time and, you know, stuff gets expensive and all of a sudden you realize like there's too much in my MetaMask wallet. It's not safe, right? I think everyone should be transferring their more valuable assets yeah. into a, a hardware wallet. Absolutely. And there should be one that's public, right? Like I have my Alon.eth that's public. I tie that to my social media and all that stuff. Yeah. But you should be doing putting stuff in a hardware wallet just for good security. Everyone listening, if you own an ape and it's still sitting in your wallet that's only on MetaMask, get yourself a hardware wallet. It's too too sketchy. Don't don't be uh don't be just yeah, that's good advice. on a laptop like and right. So yeah, no. Um gosh. DAYC had like a hardware wallet promotion where they, they, they got a discount. So, yeah. So like maybe we find a way where like cold wallets like can't need an opt-in to send something. Um, but then your hot wallet is just like a hot mess, right? And like things are coming yeah. in and, and you're just like hiding stuff. I've got like probably 600 NFTs in my wallet. It, you know, we're going to have a dis 
Dude, I was Ever looking after, at some point. after people gave me crap, I looked through my OpenSea and I got one called like the people's potato and like all sorts of crazy shit. And you're like, where did this come from? Right. So, yeah. you know, and, and I have no idea what it is. There's no like contact information in there. Like I throw my name on everything and I just go like, hey, you hit me up if you don't like it. Like, let's have a debate. Uh, but but you're totally you're totally right. It would be cool. I think it'll be it's a it's a UI issue. Like, you know, I think on uh, um Rarible, you see certain ones, even like MetaMask, for example, you have to add tokens that you want yeah. to be there. Because if you go on Etherscan, you've got tons and tons, right? And then that's why user uh, interfaces like Xerion exist, right, for, for DeFi and for crypto tokens. But now they added, they added um, NFTs, so it'll be interesting to see how they start helping you, you know, display them properly or at least look at them properly in an in a easy way so that the junk yeah. that comes in because no matter what we say best practices if we keep it on on ethereum at least there's not going there is no way to opt in like that's by definition by default where sure. there isn't a way on um, you know there is um i saw some interesting features but i still think it's it's more a ui ux issue is on wax because wax it's it's really really cheap to um to transact and stuff like that and by default, in their interface for their NFT um, uh, platforms, uh, they they hide all non-verified collections, and then you have to opt in to you know check a box basically to see the verified, the unverified stuff, and maybe the because you know there's probably because it's like even cheaper than what I did last night or or a few nights ago. Um, which wasn't cheap, by the way. <laughs> uh, it was, uh, it, there's some non, non-suitable for work kind of uh, shit that's going down there. And that kind of spam is, is, is yeah. really ugly. Um, so, um, I don't know. I, I, could I, be part, like a part, of me, part of me thinks nobody should be able to do what I did, but a part of, you know, without asking, but a part of just, like, we're going to miss out on something. Yeah, j- go, Jason. Right, uh, I talk too much. This is the future of advertisement, whether people believe it or not. What you did, regardless of people like it or don't, this is going to be what's going to happen going forward. So like you said, whether they have a public uh, public showing wallet or a private wallet, these things are going to start to happen. There's been people in Twitter spaces who are um, extremely happy to share with people that they use this tactic often. So they find a wallet, they create an NFT with a message in it, whether it's the description, the metadata, the actual yeah. NFT itself, and they send it directly to them. This is nothing new. So what you did right now, like you created this NFT that was essentially an advertisement for this moment, for this opportunity for us to all hang out together. Yeah, cool. It may have been spammy. Irregardless, it is the future of advertisement. Well, this, this is what is going to be. Well, I think that where it'll get really, uh, uh, intrusive or, or like really crosses the line right when it's like something that you know what what happens when it's when it's one of these nft projects that were a scam right that did it or um or uh or i was selling something right because i, yeah, I, I like I, hate, I promote hate something man. right but I, I it's a free event and it's been this is the 72nd week in a row since COVID started, basically, that we've been doing blockchain and booze. Nobody's ever gotten paid, never had a sponsor for it. You know, it's just a community hangout session. It costs us more money. <laughs> Actually, it, I spent more money on that airdrop than it's costed all the previous events. Wow. 
<laughs> but, um, but, but that said, like, so, but imagine though, when it does start to be really annoying, like it goes overboard, then, then I think it's almost open sea and these platforms are going to have to create something to filter it out. Right. And then, and then they're going to ruin it for the good ones. Right. I yeah. Yeah. I don't want to give anyone ideas, but like, what if it was like a targeted harassment campaign where people were just a group of people were targeting a wallet and sending really hateful NFTs to that wallet. Like it would basically DDoS a wallet. And, um, yes. Well, yes and no. Right. Because if, if, if I spend all my time on OpenSea and I want to like, you know, utilize those features and yeah, it would destroy me. But if you sent me thousands of crypto tokens to my wallet and I use it for DeFi and I use it for everything other than NFTs, you know, I would never yeah. notice. Actually, I would love to, do you guys get alerts when something new pops into your wallet? No, absolutely not. Because there's too much no, I guess not. going on. See, so you would never, you would never know unless you go on OpenSea and you check it out. So, mo for example, when I scrolled down and I saw the people's potato and these random NFTs, I didn't even notice them because they were. Whenever I go into OpenSea, I have so many that I, um, I filter and then I sort by most recently received or whatever. So all the old ones, because I've been participating for so many years and goofing around for so long, all the old ones were so far down, like below yeah. the Fame Lady Squad, below the Apes, below the 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 random, you know, uh, uh, things that all of a sudden I'm like, where did this thing come from? I didn't even know it existed. Right. And you start finding it like, Oh man, I remember when I did that experiment with my son, the cuckoo.eth NFTs. And like, you start finding these goofy things. But like, I think that, that, that's, that's where if, uh, OpenSea, where it will get sketchy actually is OpenSea will, will find a way to help you filter that. Then it'll make advertising much harder this way and it's going to be so expensive and so hard to get above the fold that people will stop doing it unless certain platforms like OpenSea or Zerion or whatever do partnerships with some of these groups. Oh, yeah. Coca-Cola hey. goes, hey, OpenSea, please make our collection an approved collection to go through your thing. Uh, I will give you a million dollars and then it'll start to piss us all off in a real meaningful way. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I would love to see like some kind of filtering yeah, there definitely uh, should be. Which email had to do with um, the folders, like pri priority inbox, and things like that. Because, and maybe it's like you know, if if you already have engaged with a certain wallet, like you know, because like MetaMask, even like some of these wallets, they have like almost like a contact book, which is like wallets that you transact with regularly. Or if mm -hmm. I already have something in my collection that I minted, then they have permission to airdrop. Because um, I do love the serendipity of like you know. Some people just like dropping stuff in. It's it's really it's really cool. And I I wake up pretty much every day and like first thing I check is like, did I get any new NFTs overnight? Well, that's the thing that's interesting. It's like you do that, and what if it's someone you don't know, but they know, you know, they they're friends with some of the founders of Board Ape, or they have something that's pure like of pure intention, and it's like a purely like super cool neat project that goes like, hey, all the Hawaiian shirt apes. Or the orange, uh, orange uh, 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 beanie apes. I'm gonna send them uh, a a gated a gated link to get a free Hawaiian shirt for my company, right? And you might be super into it, right? That that I, I don't know. If that, yeah, that's a good example. Yeah, I heard about an artist. Like, there's people of pure intentions that might do it that you don't know, and so there's there's this like there's so too much gray area because in DeFi it happens all the time. Like 
oh, there was a rug pull for this community and another community wants to send an airdrop to everyone who had it. Or you participate in this community, so do I, and I'm launching something that will be good for this community, so I'm gonna share it with all the people who helped me get to that stage, right? Like, I feel like I got into Bored Apes because of Jason, he hooked me up in, in, in educating me about it. And now when I do something new and I wanna like, you know, uh, when I want to, uh, I don't know, do the next LA blockchain summit, maybe part of the people who got those things will get a free ticket to the event. Or if, if you do come to the opening party, you know, the booze is on me, like you'll get unlimited drink tickets. I don't know, like there could be good things that come of it that, you know, whatever is in my toolbox that I can provide. But so there's, there's a gray area, right? I'm just, I'm thinking out loud. I'm trying to justify my spamminess too. Uh, uh, so yeah. So, <laughs> well, and so I think that comes, you know, go ahead. Gosh, go, no, no. I, well, I love it. I just want to say, don't take it so seriously, man, because more than anything, it's all love. Yeah. You know, like, even like the people who were like critical, they were like, Hey, love you guys. Whatever you're doing for the community. I think it's cool, but you know, they were like really supportive. So appreciate people like understand the intentions there. Um, and I, you know, the way that I view, um, when I do marketing campaigns, like, so I view things on a spectrum from, um, marketing, to earned well it's just like you know the pr yeah. side and i think really it's like what kind of value are you putting in and if you have to pay for an advertising or pay for someone to like watch your stuff like a um timeshare you know uh pitch or something like that's that's kind of one end of the thing and then and on the other side are like the kind of earned media airdrops which are like really cool art that you're getting from like arts that artists that you already collect or something and so i think we're still figuring out like what is the culture like Lord Apes is still figuring out like what does it mean to be an ape and what what's kind of like you know the ape ethos um and i think when you when working on airdrop it's kind of like you know maybe partner with an artist and make it something that like looks really cool and could still have some info on the flyers but like could be um uh nice yeah sorry i realized i could bring these up on the screen if i want um, let me just say something really quick while you're finishing that thought. I'm just going to throw this up sure. and, and remind people that if you're watching on YouTube or one of the other places, if you go to meet.blockchainboos.io, you can participate in the chat. In about 10, 15 minutes when we wrap up this uh, portion, if you want, you'll be able to hang out at tables with other people who are watching live and get to see them in sort of real life, like turn on your camera and hang out with people. And, but there's also a QA section that I'm about to jump into so you can ask questions to us because I am randomly looking at the YouTube things, but not quite as, uh, as much as uh, 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 the chat in the meet.blockchainboost.io. So come hang out there and, uh, uh, and, and say hi. Nice. Well, yeah. yeah, so to finish that thought, so I think like one of the, some of the things that we evaluate projects on are future utility, community, and the um, attractiveness of the art of the aesthetic. So that's something that you can think about for your advertising, which is where we get into things like native advertising versus, you know, like really clunky advertising. So it's possible that if you had, you know, hired an artist and, and put the future utility as like free beer when I, next time I see you and, um, you know, or a free ticket to the next campaign. And then there was a community aspect where like maybe it wasn't quite so broad, but, you know, it was like people that you were more in contact with. I think it might have been... Um, you might have assuaged some of those concerns. So we're all just kind of learning like yeah. what well, airdrops signify and what's our responsibility there. Yeah, and maybe if I did this event, 
the week before I did the airdrop, it would be different because I think that most people rationally would look at me and be like, this is a dude you want in the community. I never sell anything. <laughs> I'm always like, I'm always uh, promoting the crap yeah, yeah. Everything, and I'm super positive on, on all stuff, right? Like, you know, you have to be pretty, uh, you have to be a scammer for me to then like, you know, to write somebody off. But I think everyone having the best of intentions almost all the time. And, and that's just who I am. So, um, Jason, I, I, want to say I, something. I can speak to that actually from knowing you from 2017. Uh, I've not met too many kind souls in this space that are genuinely out mm -hmm. to just help other people. All you've ever done is give a platform to other people. Like I've never heard you speak of anything on your own behalf. It's always been, how can I help other people expand their network? How can I help other people expand their company? How can I get this project to succeed? That's the only, uh, help you've ever offered space. So I, I, I appreciate you. I somehow turned that into a job because like, <laughs> you know what? Um, let, let's do, let me just finish saying this because the okay, book, okay, sorry, sorry. Uh, you have one of those really genuine appreciated souls in this space and not, not enough people respect uh, so like there's good people in the space Josh is one of them Alan is one of them uh, I align myself with these very nice genuine empathetic people because if I met you in the streets today or I met you on the internet or however I met you you would reflect the same vibe. You're, you're the same person regardless of where you guys are today, tomorrow. If I meet you guys, wherever it doesn't matter. So I appreciate the fact that you have this sort of perception of yourself that you carry so strongly that we can relate to and feel comfortable believing you, right? So whenever you talk about a particular project, I give value to that in my own eyes because I respect you guys so much. That's what the ape community has really done. It's amplified that awareness and that value for other people. So when a particular uh, ape shares a project, it's almost like a sense of credibility where I go, oh, I really do have to give them uh, I mean, I don't know how else to say it because I'm a few boozes in it. Uh, <laughs> like you get a sense of credibility <laughs> right off the bat. Hey, get, I, I, I appreciate you so much. And, you know, what we kind of did by, by accident, I Thank you, man. Um, I just, I can't do that. But you were, you were that same person because when I met you, you were doing the coin stories thing. And then I remember you like, you we were texting or emailing or something. You were like, you know, in and out of the crypto space. You were doing all sorts of different things. And then we kind of came back, you know, again, or, or at least more publicly, like we're tweeting and stuff like that. I was stoked to see you back because you were one of those genuine people came to our event and you were showed up with a camera, like a, a and, and you were stoked on it. And like, there's a certain, I don't know, like I, I used to say this, and I think I said this on like the last event when we were talking to Adam Draper and talking about like why people are here, like or why you're starting a company or why you're whatever. And there's a certain kind of like feeling with certain people that were kind of here or part of this community. We don't exactly know why, we just know we have to be here. Like it's like, it's just, we've got to be here, right? And it's just yeah. part of the, the, the transparency, the openness, the, the way it just works and whatever. And maybe, you know, we've become, uh, all of us, a, a collective we have become like this weird network of misfits and weirdos that are okay being a little bit more emotional online than, than normal or, or however it is. You know, I'm, you know, it's, it's why I, uh, you know, I don't know. It's, it's all, it's all good. And, and I, I, I appreciate you. I love you, Jason. I'm stoked to meet you, Josh. Let's jump into the QA. A few people have asked some really good questions in there. And I want to make sure we hit some of them before we uh, we go. 
Um, <laughs> a few few people have given us shit, so I think the alcohol has taken over. Um, uh, yeah, David, yeah, yeah. you rock. That's from the today. Oh, Woodford. Woodford, yeah, there we like, go. This is like, how long have we been on the air? Yeah, you did the uh, damage. That's about an hour. I can feel the slur coming on. I need to barbecue. Well, I actually, I, I actually, was I was like in a chat with some other like, board apes. Uh, <laughs> nice. Um, I was in a chat with some other board apes that Jason put me in on on Twitter, and they were talking about booze. And I, I actually took a picture of my uh, my cabinet that that had uh, the bottles of alcohol, and, I, and one of them said, "I've already been drinking Jameson today." So I told them, uh, "I'm." I'm I'll grab some Jameson. You can't be drinking alone, bro. Uh, right. So, so that's uh, that's what I'm doing. But, um, but guys, let's jump really quick. Is I, I don't want to go too long after. I know Josh has actually. We got some time, but I want to jump into the hangout session at meet.blockchainbooze.io uh, uh, and and see some of your faces in there and and hang for for a little bit after this. So, um, guys, okay. Uh, here's here's one. Um, uh, well, first off, because this one got the most votes, uh, what do you guys think of the ape action at Christie's this September? I think there's going to be a real big chain effect afterwards when people see it go for a tremendous amount of money. They're going to get really hyper excited and put a cash influx, not financial advice. Do not buy an ape because of that. Uh, to be real honest with you, I'm amazed that it's as valuable as it, as it is today. Uh, but I'm very excited to see what that will do kind of, uh, like you think when you throw a rock into a puddle and you see those waves, that's kind of what I imagine the Christie's is going to be for the board apes. Do you think, you know, sometimes with crypto, the news, uh, raises the price. So maybe today the price is like this because it is. And after it goes down, it's hard to tell. That's why, but I think the community aspect of it, I think Jason is right also in the IP value. You know, the second one brand does something with an ape, then all of a sudden there's like, there's a scarce number and there's a certain number of things. Maybe that brand decides that they're, they're a striped shirt ape and they want to buy up all the striped shirt apes to have different promotions and things. I don't know. It, you know, there is, I, you know, I was thinking that through in the back of my head when you said it, because at first I was skeptical, like, what, Coca-Cola going to buy an ape? But maybe, or, or whoever, right? I'm just... Use them as the generic example. It could be interesting. Josh, what do you think of Christie's and, and apes? Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, I think we're just getting started. Um, and I think I, I can imagine that it's ridiculous to imagine to to realize that like a, a monkey JPEG is worth like forty five to thousand to a million dollars um, and could be worth more. Like, but I think at the same time, like people pay ridiculous amounts of money to join social clubs and I think the power I've seen businesses created, I've seen partnerships, I've seen um, new friendships and, and like doors opened and introductions. And so like what it's really up to like each individual ape has the power to contribute to the community and define what it means to be an ape. They also have the choice on who the next ape is because they can decide what to do with their ape, you know. And so like it, there's a responsibility that I think every owner has um to 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 contribute and make this something that's valuable and worth being you know i think we're seeing more celebrities uh jump in so we saw von miller ape in today um and i think that was like the first super bowl mvp that we've got in the club so far that we've gotten some other professional um athletes as well so are we going to get to a place where it's like only celebrities and rich people can afford apes like that would be tragic 
Um, but you know, when we were talking earlier about pricing, like my hope is that, um, there are a lot of other projects that you could join and contribute to that community and make it something valuable that you, that matches your people and your identity. So, um, you know, if apes are out of your range, which I totally understand, um, a couple options. One is like fractional exposure. Um, so a bunch yeah, of people. Yeah, somebody actually, that's the next question I was going to hit. So yeah. tell, talk to people about fractional ownership of, of apes and other NFTs. John Northman, one of our regulars, uh, good friends, uh, uh, just asked about that too. All right, well, I'll, I'll segue that. So I guess the last stop being like you could, you could fractionalize it or you can buy. There's like the floor on some of these things are, you know, a one or 200 bucks and you can jump in and find a really vibrant community on Discord and Twitter, like for any new project. So I think there's room for, you know, dozens and hundreds of more avatar projects because we have billions of people who don't yet have have a uh, unique digital identity. Um, and, you know, we'll see we'll see what we go. It might not always be cartoon pictures um, and it might be more realistic, you know, or, or kind of more match um, a real world identity. But there's plenty of room to grow and lots of people can start building wherever they want to build. So um, as far as fractional apes, yeah, I mean, we've seen punks and apes and, you know, some other like uh, one-on-one art and things like that getting getting um, split up into shares and tokenized and, and then um, sold, uh, you know, across um, across different platforms. So I'm thinking there's like Niftex and Fractional and, and a couple others. I think New even like party, uh, uh, oh, party, yeah, party DAO DAO or something. Um, party DAO, yeah. I, I goofed around with that, but actually, I, I gave them some shit immediately because I tried to uh, buy an ape. I wanted to do a party to buy an ape, and they didn't support um, OpenSea. They only supported oh, no. on the platform. So I was totally bummed. But because uh, uh, that, that's the only way I'm going to be able to buy another ape, right? <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. I'll yeah, split it with you. <laughs> All right. We're, yeah, that's that's the whole point, right? Like the party uh, community, everyone pitches in what they can. I, I, yeah. I have, you know, Tyrone asked a really cool question. Actually, I wanna I wanna hit his his question. So he wanted to one. Uh, he said, "What are some of your favorite uses of IP you've seen so far?" And then separately, just a plug for Tyrone. Hit up Tyrone. He said, "Let's get some board ape musicians together before the end of year." I want to throw something out there. I actually only shared this with Jason, but I think I'm going to say it to whoever happens to be watching now. We're like an hour in. If you're actually still watching, then then you're hardcore. Um, so I um, I uh, have a friend who's helping me create a version of my ape as a puppet for Adobe Character Creator, which oh, means sure. I can talk like you talk and you move, and your ape will talk and move like wow. alongside. So like you can even do live streams where you're talking and whatever. But uh, the first version is just my ape. Second version, he's going to be holding a guitar. Uh, oh. And and maybe the next blockchain booze theme song will be sung by uh, Alonymous the Ape. So just saying. Very just nice. that but Bori, it's all seriousness. Well, I'm serious about that too. But <laughs> what's your favorite uses of the IP? Like, what if, what's the most creative and cool things, in your opinion, that have been done with the IP? For me personally, I started the uh, the boring show, right, which was an opportunity to create an avatar to avatar talk show, uh, which has been really fun and very well received by the community. So much so that I have a backlog of recorded episodes that I need to get out there, uh, and I'm kind of overwhelmed by how much fun this has been to allow us 
as uh, NFT traders to kind of have a playful interaction where we kind of forget about work and forget about the high stress of the NFT world. And we get to create an IP, enjoy that IP creation. Like I learned that from Jenkins, right? Day one, if anyone's not familiar with Jenkins out there, he's the master of creating value through your IP, through narrative. Uh, Josh is familiar with that. And to be honest with you, I, I really love the boring show because of the opportunity to add extra value to anyone who's come on the show through adding extra, uh, just, just narrative really like that's all that it is. And so, uh, I'm going to let you guys take that question because the booze is starting to take over. I've been drinking a lot while you guys have been talking and I love both of you, but God damn, it's a long day. (laughs) I talk too much too. So if you're drinking while I'm talking, I'm sorry. Um, but Josh, yeah, what's your favorite? Like, what's has there been something unique and crazy and cool? Like, I love the the 3D one, uh, uh, the Homies Club that that you created, Jason. Um, oh yeah, I love that's, that one. that's probably my favorite one. But the Picasso it one sounds like a musical. Cool. But I, I, haven't, I haven't had anybody make any derivatives of mine yet because I also feel weird selling it. Like for some reason, I like just I like dropping free shit. Apparently, like um, uh, it's it's weird. So. <laughs> But um, Josh, what's been your favorite? Yeah, well, I appreciate the shout out to uh, Jenkins, the valet and the writer's room. So that's a project that I was advising. And I met, you know, the owner of Jenkins um, in Brooklyn. And we did like a mini board at meetup and we were we were swapping stories. And so everyone was like giving ideas for our backstories. And he was talking about how much he wants to write that. And so now we're writing a book together with other owners of the token the writer's room token. So you get like different voting rights from Jenkins, the ballet. And we're going to set up a, um, a group, uh, like a collaborative writing experience where you get to vote on the genre of the story and the characters and the, um, you know, you can license your ape if you have, um, you own a certain uh, tier of the NFT. Um, And it's going to be experimental. We're aiming to be, to have the most authors ever in a book. And, um, and just set up an experiment where, you know, we are, you know, developing our IP in really creative ways. And then we'll print a book, we'll NFT a book, and then we'll just share that and people can, can enjoy it. So, um, that's going to be a fun experiment. Um, who knows? I mean, what is like a democratic novel look like? I mean, will it be good or will it be bad? Like that's up to us. Um, but it's worth the experiment. So, so that's been fun. Um, I really enjoyed being a part of um, Crypto Painters Painting. So he um, he took a call for people to license their characters. And I sent him my ape. And he's like, all right, I got something special for you. And then like, you know, a, a month later, he, he, he painted this. And he's like a professional matte painter. Um, and painted this. Um, it was like horses racing like Zed. But then I'm on a camp, like my ape is on a camel, like, and it's like, the story is like, you know, apes always race horses until like Josh on got on a camel. And so it, and, and it was like right, right after the Arabian camels release. So like camels were just kind of front of mind. Um, and that was really, really fun. And he auctioned it at Ape Dele, this uh, art festival uh, last week. And he gave me 20% of the proceeds. And so I made more off that than my ape cost, um, which I thought was really I'm I'm in the I'm in the black, uh, even if I don't have liquidity on on the current ape uh, value. But 
that was that was a real gift like that he brought me into his creative process shared shared um his work and he has really generous licensing because he believes that that's the way forward that we recognize that people's ip that they they share deserve a piece of that alongside the creators so that was a fun super cool super cool i want to hear i hope you share uh with us in the community and, and tag me when when the book and all that stuff like when the yeah. process is happening because tag me and i'll share it with the community because i think that would be super fun i want to try and participate i love the crowdsource stuff but i will say crowdsource art sometimes is is not always better than the, the yeah. thing but the experiment and the experience is part of the whole thing right like and um and I think it could be so much fun. Like, like you were saying, is it going to be the best novel? I don't know, but the the whole concept, the whole thing, is just going to probably be such a fun <laughs> thing to be a part of. Um, I yeah, want to jump in. I want to ask what, one last general question, then I'll give you guys a chance to give some plugs and stuff like that before we all go into the hang session. Oh no, Alon got kicked out of his own. All right, I'm in charge. Oh, no. So listen, I'm in charge of this whole video now. Uh, Alon is one of the nicest, kindest people in the space, guys. If anyone got offended that he did an airdrop, uh, it. <laughs> sorry, I literally, uh, I think when I went to click on the the QA chat, I did the like swiping gesture that automatically in Chrome goes back like to the previous page you were looking at. Oh, no. All of a sudden, I wasn't in the thing anymore. No, oh, right. I took over the show. I was in charge. All right. I love I nothing but love to you and i was telling everyone you know what alan did a kind gesture he learned how to contracts uh create a smart contract on a very difficult network so anyone who is upset or offended that they got a free nft uh it is my personal advice as jason the ape not josh not alan just jason i'm speaking on my own behalf get over it right <laughs> like, if you're offended that you got something for free let's move on yeah get your beer a blockchain summit that's right yeah, well blockchain. if you come to the summit uh, you're already going to get some drink tickets so we'll have to maybe meet at the opening party after the thing maybe you drink your two drink tickets and you need another one I'm oh i'll be i'll be your wingman i'll, I'll be there so did you see i was ready room. my friend is shine was available i you were gone i was ready i was now the host of blockchain and booze we were turning <laughs> you know, the you know what? maybe i always you know what i want um Sort of when we were in the last few weeks, uh, the, the insiders know um, Adam on our team left and we had kind of made him the host of Blockchain Booze for a while and then he left and so I kind of took over. But the idea since he's been gone is more like a community hang session. I always have some of the regulars, some of the wingmen on. So Josh and Jason, I'll probably call you back to be my wingman and uh, and hang and ask people questions and and and, uh, and have some fun. Um, I think it's... Sweet. My my vibe and, and my way I do things much easier than just having like a one on one conversation with one one person or whatever, right? I'd rather have it be a, a, a hang session. So one more quick kind of easy question, and then let's all go hang out at meet.blockchainboost.io if you're watching. Um, you know, this goes for each of you. Where do you think the community is going from here? What's next? You know, uh, I think we talked about some things, but like. What, what do you guys think? What's next? So Josh, if you don't mind, I'm gonna jump in first. Um, I think that this is the most powerful community I've ever seen because of the odd factor that we're so goddamn excited to hang out with each other. Like I'm about to fly to Denver to hang out with complete strangers on Labor Day 
because of the fact that some Denver Broncos have become part of the Board Ape community. But besides that, I get an opportunity to see some friends who I got to see in Venice Beach the other day. All of a sudden, because of the power of the community, I'm willing to spend my hard-earned money to book an airplane to go somewhere far from where I'm at, go you know, book a hotel, whatever, all because I want to spend time with people who align with my values and my understanding in the NFT space. This is just the beginning of something insanely important. I couldn't tell you why. It just happens to be what it is. Jason, Daniel Lowe in the chat just said he's in Denver. Just uh, oh. Daniel Lowe is in Denver. I think it's September 6th, Labor Day. Cool. He, uh, I'll, I'll make Jason come into the meet.blockchainboos.io once we're done with the chat. We're in like a separate system, so he's not like, monitoring both of them the way I am ADD style at the moment. Um, Josh, what, what's next? What's next uh, in your opinion? In, in the whole yeah, I mean, I, I think we are seeing uh, even this week, the onboarding of a number of new uh, users to NFT, whether they're um, already uh, crypto users or they're getting their, their first um, toes into the, the, uh, the blockchain waters. Um, and so I think there's a huge need, especially with the number of projects that are coming on, um, to continue to expand the base and reach reach more people um, with the idea of like, you know, digital ownership and digital assets and all the good stuff that comes with this stuff. So um, I'm looking forward to that. And I think if, if that's the case, then we're really just getting started. Um, that doesn't mean that everything's gonna go to the moon um, price wise, but it means that uh, some really quality projects are gonna be here to stay. Some of them might get you know, forgotten and we'll get new projects and new exciting stuff. We still have like big brands coming in to, to really do their plays, big IPs that uh, could potentially mint. And then I think from there, then NFTs become the foundation for the metaverse and we get like an interoperable, yeah. uh, you know, digital worlds that, that allow us to bring our digital identities into immersive environments. Um, and then the real fun begins because then we get like, you know, accessories and items and, you know, you know, different formats and all sorts it. of creativity. I love it. That, that, I can't wait. It's going to be uh, uh, so much fun. So um, I, uh, we, we got to finish up and jump into the stuff. So I'm going to give everyone a chance to give their plugs of where to follow them and stuff. But really quickly, again, if you want to come hang out uh, in, the, in the sort of uh, tables and stuff. Once we're done, make sure you go meet.blockchainboost.io. Um, I didn't. I made a huge mistake at the beginning because I was so stoked to see uh, to see Jason and Josh. But um, uh, I, I gotta throw this on here and make it blink a bunch of times. Thank you to Lunar Crush for always streaming these and being sort of the media partner and uh, making it available. And our friends at Blockchain Radio as well because you guys throughout the week or two after each one of these sessions. They keep post uh, sharing it, and you can listen in on them on Blockchain Radio. And um, I'm going to give a plug uh, to a shameless plug to LA Blockchain Summit. Every year, uh, Draper Gorenholm does our annual big event at the LA Convention Center. We couldn't do it last year in person because of COVID, um, but it's looking like, at least today, uh, like it's going to happen in person in November. Um, we're really, really excited. But regardless. It's streamed online for free for everyone around the world, even if you can't come in person. So um, LABlockchainSummit.com. If it happens in person, it's still going to be streamed for free for everyone around the world. 
if it doesn't happen in person, it's going to be streamed for free for everyone around the world. So um, we, we want everyone to participate if you can. Now, um, Josh, Jason, or Jason, you go first. Where can everyone follow you? Go to theboringshow.io. You'll see every episode of every show I've ever put up. Uh, the Hustle House on Twitter. If you want to contact me and you want any input on your crypto project, your NFT project, I'm available there. I sleep with my phone literally next to my head. Uh, so you should keep it at least a little bit further away. It can't be radiation. It's okay. I accept the fact that I will give my life to an early exit for the fact that I love NFT so much. So I sleep with this radioactive device right next to my head. <laughs> hey, Jason, really quickly, give the plug for that Denver event again. Somebody, a few people in the chat were, didn't catch it. Uh, let me look at my Twitter real quick. Because... Follow, yeah, follow Jason on Twitter, at The Hustle House, and you will, uh, you will, uh, he'll, he'll share the details. Josh, where can people follow you? Yeah, I spent most of my time as um, Beijing Doe, D-O-U, on Twitter. So you can hit me up there. And um, that's the main thing, I guess. Um, we're doing a board eight meetup on Saturday in Central Park. So if you are a, yes, a friend of the apes, a friend of the show, yeah, 8, 14, 3 to 6 p.m. Central, Central Park. Park, New York, right? New York City, yep. <laughs> I don't know about the other Central Park. I'm sorry. I mean, there are a lot of parks that are central, but there's only one. I guess there's only one uh, Central Park. Yeah. But, you can um, count on me for having the uh, the, the bad dad jokes uh, every, every week. Um, okay, everyone, thank you so much, Josh, Jason. Guys, I really appreciate you uh, educating me, educating the community on what's up in the Board Ape Club. I'm going to have you both back at random times, talk NFTs, talk about you know, uh, marketing, talk about, you know, whatever, uh, in, in whatever we happen to have. I'm going to call out um, uh, David Rankin. I saw you saying some things in the chat. Hit me up. I think you should be on the next uh, episode because uh, you are probably one of the, you are one of the top 10 most uh, community members that have been here the most, but you're also an ape. You're also an NFT guy. You got to uh, come hang. And um, uh Frenel, um, the the meetup uh, on Saturday. Uh, jo oh, Josh, what what time is the meetup? Saturday? Oh, so it's three to six p.m. in uh, Heckscher Playground Lawn, so on the south side of the park. Um, All right. But if you hit me up on Twitter, I'll, I'll tweet out the flyer and and uh, hope to see you all there. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Follow, yeah. follow Josh yeah. Yeah. on Twitter. The Denver meetup is September sixth, uh, which is Monday in Denver. Done. Awesome. Oh and guys, Josh, Jason, thank you so much. Everybody else, make sure you come hang out, meet that blockchain booth. Guys, thank you so much. Love you guys. Thank you for the uh, striped shirt gang for life. Um, <laughs> uh, Meet.blockchainbooze.io. Thank you. 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 Thank you.